You're listening to the She is Fierce radio show. She is Fierce connects women to each other and their dreams. You'll meet incredible women who all have one thing in common. They took a leap. They've got passion. They're on a mission. They're doing exciting and rewarding things. And they want to help you take your big leap. And now your host, She is Fierce founder, Kelly Youngs. everyone. This is Kelly Youngs, the founder of She Is Fierce and host of the She Is Fierce podcast. You are in for a special treat today with this interview and conversation with Jennifer Ernest, the co-owner of Chef's Garden Catering. I think of Jen as the kind of business owner many other female business owners I know want to be like. If you met her in person, you might think she has it all and it has all come easily. She has a thriving business and was able to successfully pivot her entire business in response to COVID-19. But as she shares in our conversation, she has been through tough times before, including divorce and being forced to close the doors on a previous business. I hope her story and her positive determination will inspire you to keep going knowing that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, no matter how dark it might seem. Make sure you listen all the way to the end where Jen and I have a little business chat and share some of our best advice for business owners trying to pivot in a pandemic. Enjoy. Welcome everybody to the second in our series of Silver Lining Stories. This is an ongoing series now that we're going to be doing featuring women who are from all different backgrounds, all different projects, businesses, experiences, careers in this moment who are dealing with the global pandemic, social distancing, the effect on their their business or, you know, whatever your plans were for the next six months, right? And um, what I hope to do is bring you stories from women who are really doing a phenomenal job of making the absolute best out of this situation. And that is not to say that we are not all dealing with things, right? So it's not to say everything is easy and let's hear a story of somebody who just does everything perfectly every time. We are inviting women like Jen to come on and share um, the truth behind their story and how they have been able to make the most of this experience. So let me go ahead and introduce our uh, interview guest today. I'm so pleased to have her here, Jennifer Ernest from Chef's Garden Catering. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for asking me. I can't tell you it was a highlight of my week when you reached out to me last week. Um, because like you say, you know, we're all doing the best we can to make it through, but it's hard and staying positive is hard. And so these moments of encouragement where you people say that you're uplifting or inspiring them um, are kind of the the silver linings for me that help keep me going through this time. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I think we had a little chat last week and, you know, I've heard some people say, oh gosh, you know, focusing on all the positives or trying to act like you can do it all in this time is um, is crazy or is, um, you know, stressful or, or whatever version of that we all have. But it's not really about that. It's about saying we all have something going on and we all need to make the best of it in whatever way we can. And especially today, we're gonna to focus on business owners, right? So people who are running a business and trying to figure out how do I shift and adapt and make the most of this and maybe even learn something new and turn 
something um, that we didn't even know was possible into an opportunity. So you are the perfect person to talk us through that because your business is 100% a hands-on, in-person, lots of people have to be together in a room business. So can you tell us a little of your story and a little bit for those, some, some of you have probably yeah. eaten beautiful food and experienced that, but if they haven't, can you tell us about your business as well? Yeah. So the Chef's Garden Catering Events is a um, full-service off-premise catering and event company. And we're also, we manage the cafe inside the Cumberland Museum. So until March, it was either 7th or 14th, the weeks kind of run together. My entire business was based on people gathering. And the best parts of my business were based on large groups of people gathering. You know, those were the things that we really went for. And so when all of this started to happen, um, we had to kind of shift pretty quickly. And what I would like to say is when all this happened, um, we're a family owned business. So I um, own this business with my mom and my husband and we have been catering as a hard business. And the week before this happened, we just hired an amazing executive sous chef that was gonna take some work off of my husband. He is still on board um, and he's been a, a real blessing. Um, and then we also April 1st had a new catering um, salesperson coming on. So we really, for the first time in a long time, felt fully staffed and like we were going to take a, a deep breath and be able to sort of enjoy some of the hard work that we'd put into Chef's Garden. So when all this happened, there was a couple of things that we had to do in shifting our mind um, because what, what sort of happened is, oh my gosh, is our business going to be ruined by this? Like, what does this mean? Like our best spring that we've had to date is now our worst spring that we've had to date. If you're measuring from the event side, I'm not saying that it's turned out to be the worst spring. There's lots of highlights that have come from this. Um, but also, like, we had to get kind of get back in the hustle um, of things to kind of figure out how to pivot. And we had to shift our mindset. Instead of saying what wasn't working, we had to say what can work. How can we continue to serve people in this time? Um, and really, it comes back to shifting our perspective um, from what we had. And so we actually had this incredible team of people that could help us pivot you know, if it were just Jamie, my mom and me, I don't think, I know we would not have had the ability to pivot as well and as strongly as we have. So we have this team um, that made these things happen. And, you know, we've also always wanted to do some of these things. You know, it's funny the things that you pray and put out into the universe, oftentimes the universe gives them back to you. You know, you're like, I didn't mean I wanted this to happen in the middle of a pandemic. In a way you didn't anticipate or desire in any way. Right, right. Um, but it's, you know, I had been, it'd been on my heart that I wanted to broaden our community. You know, events have somewhat of a high price tag um, of entry. You know, like you have to be willing with, typically in doing an event with us that, you know, our smallest event for the most part, maybe we do some bridal showers for 25, but most of our events are weddings and events that are hundred plus people. And so that's expensive. And we've been trying to figure out how do we broaden our audience so that more people know us and so that we can connect with more people. Um, and that's something that has been able to happen in this time. Um, so to your point, this time is not what we wanted, but there have been some things that have come out um, of it for us. And I could feel myself the weekend that this was all happening. And it happened for us on the early side because being inside the Comer, which is a cultural institution, they take a lot of responsibility for making sure that they're looking out for the public interest. So they were one of the first institutions to close. And that's when I think the week prior on Wednesday, somebody from our team had said to me in a meeting, hey, so a couple of people are calling and wanting to know what we're going to do with COVID. And I was like, what do you mean what we're going to do with COVID? It's not even, it's not even affecting us. 
Um, and so within a seven day period, our business, like as we knew it was shut down. Um, and so we were, we spent the weekend at home it was quiet. And I kind of realized that I had to figure out a way to work through this um, to keep myself busy and um, to keep my my energy in the right place. I love what you're sharing. Um, and I think that's what most people experience, right? So, oh, there's something going on. I'm kind of vaguely aware of it. Maybe I follow the news and I'm concerned about people far away. Right. And, and then all of a sudden it was in our faces and impacting our day-to-day -day experiences. Mm -hmm. So um, you, uh, honestly, and the reason I, I reached out to you and said, can you come on really soon is because you are the person really more than anyone else I've seen as a business owner. I've seen a lot of amazing people now and we'll have some really incredible people on, but you're the person who shifted the fastest in, yeah. in, that I've seen who was immediately like, okay, that this isn't happening. So now this is happening right. and did a phenomenal job of doing that. And I know you have experience with having to shift and adapt. So it's not necessarily that, um, you know, all of a sudden one day your mindset shifted, you've experienced that and been through it before. Yeah. So, you know, about a year and a half ago or two years ago, maybe at this point, um, we owned the candy apple cafe and cocktails for, um, Quite a few years. It was something that I loved. Um, and based on the circumstances, we had to make the decision to close. And it was at that time that I, you know, it really felt like a divorce for me. Um, and it was a lot for me to go through. And I, I, I decided at that time that I could either get myself buried in what wasn't working for me, or I could put my energy into becoming a stronger person, becoming a stronger business owner, and taking what Chef's Garden is and really taking it to the next level. And so I've spent time over the last um, two years doing things that are good for me physically, doing things that are good for me emotionally, doing things that are good for us from a business standpoint that I do think prepared me. You can't prepare for this moment, but it equipped me with some tools that has helped me at this time. So as opposed to saying, I and I feel like the, the me two years ago, um, when I talk third person, um, <laughs> that Jen probably would have been paralyzed by fear and I would have stayed in that for a while. And I've learned that the best thing that I can do is to try something. Um, and so what, like, that's the interesting thing when COVID happened. So what if it failed? You know what I mean? What if my best efforts didn't work? It was better than doing nothing. And that's yeah. kind of what I think for people is like, give it a shot. Like it also released me of this piece that, I, um, and I feel like so many of us as women and business owners think, what is somebody going to think? Um, like I was sharing with you when we talked, I've never been super um, verbal, um, a big sharer on Facebook and social. And I've started this gratitude challenge because I find that when people do share their story, it's what's helped me over the last two years to become a stronger version of myself. And it's what's helped me make this shift that I made. Um, and the shift you know, I also think when we're not paralyzed by fear, we, that's where our creative juices come in. That's where the ideas come from. When we're afraid and we're working from a place of like, what isn't going to work, we don't have, ideas aren't coming to us. So I spent a couple days saying, take a deep breath. I was, luckily it was beautiful weather. I was able to enjoy some sunshine, which is a blessing that we've all had in Florida um, and dealing with this. And um, then we decided that Monday, we're going to wake up and get a plan. You know, like we're going to say like, here's a plan. Um, my husband was like, I think we should do meal delivery. Gas is low when we've got a lot of people that can drive and vehicles. Um, and I had seen some friends that were talking about like virtual cocktail hours just with friends. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is how we do these cooking classes. We just virtually connect with people. And um, it really happened that 
quickly. We had a conversation on Monday with our catering director, our general manager, um, my husband and myself, and we put some menu ideas together. Um, our GM is a rock star and he's like, I'm gonna um, change our site and add an e-commerce piece to it. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's give it a try. Um, and then, so that went live on Monday. We got our first order, which was amazing. I actually had a friend calling saying, are y'all gonna do meal delivery? And I was like, I'm so glad you're asking. This means what we're doing might work. Uh, <laughs> And then the next morning on Tuesday, I texted a group of friends that I, some were close with, but all that I respected. And I said, we want to try this out. We all jump on a Zoom call with us. We delivered some ingredients, we put it together um, and we just went for it. You know, like we're so many times in business, you have time can almost, it's a luxury and it's also can hold us back, you know, cause we're trying so hard to make something perfect. And sometimes um, progress is better than perfection, like just getting something going. And so that's what, that's why we happened, things happened so fast. We knew that time, time mattered if we wanted to kind of get um, our product out there. A few things there that I think would be fantastic to touch on. Okay. Um, one is time. So understanding the urgency to make a shift, right? But also the willingness to try something and not be afraid to fail at it. And to know that maybe failing at one thing in this moment, first of all, you can learn something from that. And secondly, it's an opportunity, I think, to, I mean, certainly from your example, to do something that you maybe never even expected to be successful. And it might be a, a new opportunity. I mean, as I'm looking at you from an outside perspective, I think, wow, there's not only now you have an incredible catering business and all of these other things that you can choose to continue or choose not to continue in the future. Which I'm hoping we'll choose to continue. I really think that they will be our silver linings, you know, like yeah. of other revenue streams that we have as a business that make us a little bit more diversified, allow us to have a bigger community, which are the things we want. But that failure piece is a huge thing. And so I have, I spent my life being afraid to fail, like wanting to just perfect things from like making straight A's in high school, with, you know, like to being in a marriage that wasn't working, that I stayed in so long, to when that marriage ended, um, realizing how much stronger I came out of it. And then Candy Apple is like my other big example. Like I actually came away from that experience a better person, a better leader. Um, and, you know, I'm sure people pass judgment when it happened. And I'm sure people have their own idea of what happened because they never really went into that story. But the thing is that I really think it doesn't really matter what everybody else thinks because we are only responsible for the life that we're living um, and that we're happy with it. And so it's sort of failure can be freeing. I mean, I really think that when you overcome it, like failure sucks. Like I'm not gonna say that like, go out there and just try to fail at something. I'm saying that once you've gone, it, once you move through it, it is very freeing. And it realize, it, you, you realize that your life doesn't end because you failed at something or because it didn't work. You just learn a new way of doing it. Yes, I love that. And I, I, I shared with you the other day and I've shared with many people in our community that I think for me, the similar story, um, as much as I think we both have had moments in this experience where we've gone, oh, and I shared one uh, with our email audience yesterday. For me, I had this day last week where I was like, whoa, yes. <laughs> but, but I also think that having had failures um, over the last five years of growing a business, you know, it's very different from yours, but having had those experiences and having um had to overcome them right mm -hmm. having the experience of going okay well now what are we going to do differently right. and i think that that does allow a little bit more freedom and a little bit of the ability to shift 
But there are many people that are probably watching this now or will watch this later or listen to the podcast who will be saying, yeah, great, but I just started a business or I'm a year in and I'm not making money yet. Um, I know I have people that I've spoken to in our community who say, I have a fully functioning business, but I don't pay myself now. So I can't even apply for um, a PPP loan, right? So I think we're all in different um, situations in this same bigger uh, boat. And so, you know, I would love maybe if you can share a little bit of what your insights would be for people who maybe don't have a big business at this mm -hmm. point, but we've all, you know, we both have been there when you're not, um, things are not as rosy as they could be and you have to make a decision in your mind, right? And in your, your whole being about how you move forward. So, you know, all of our businesses are different and the stages of our business are different. Um, I think I have three things that would maybe apply to everybody. One is to lean in. The only reason that I'm still here and that my business is still here is not because there were actually times in starting it that our CPA said, I think you should maybe do something different. You know, I mean, like there are times where it didn't make sense, but I believed it in my heart that it was right and we were going to figure it out. Um, so dig your heels in. And, and I mean, do a self-evaluation, but you know, like we gave ourselves a time frame. We're like, okay, we're going to get it right. And if we can get it right by this time, we're going to, you know, we're going to keep going. And, and we did. So perseverance, I think is key. The other thing is perspective. You know, I mean, believe that you can get through this. If you don't believe it in your bones and in your heart, then you're not going to get through it in the same way. So you really have to believe it. And believing it means you might seem a little crazy to other people, but I when all of this happened, I knew we were going to come out of it in some way stronger as a company. And I didn't know how, I, I don't know that that means we're coming out of it stronger financially in the short term specifically, but we are going to come out stronger from a team because our team has seen me step up and lead. They've seen my husband step up and do that. And I've seen our team step up and make it happen. And so like, there is a value that I think we all see in each other with that. And there's a, just this it's a stronger sense of team that comes from it. Um, and then the third thing is, um, I was saying perspective, um, perseverance, and then um, the other piece is just, I think, being willing to try with something. You know what I mean? Like being willing to kind of see how it's going to go. Um, I, when we kind of talk about failure, there's so many things that you don't do because you're playing it safe. Um, so at this point, you know, just try things and reach out to your community and ask how you can do things and, and be, don't be afraid to ask those questions because there are resources out there. Like the PPP is the thing that we all kind of talk about and know, but like there are resources. And when we're willing to ask for help, it's amazing how help shows up for us. So if you are struggling for how to keep your business going, like instead of acting like you've got it all together and that you're okay, it's okay to be vulnerable um, in those places and you'd be surprised. There is strength in vulnerability. And I never, I really had a hard time with that for a very long time of saying what I needed. But in this time, had I not, I mean, had I not said I need people to show up for us, I need, you know, like y'all to give us a try, then we wouldn't be, we wouldn't have the we had to this point. Yeah, well, I love that. And I love the, um, the perspective about vulnerability, because I think that you just touched on it, right? So none of us want to admit that something might be difficult. And none of us want to say, I need you to actually help me with this. Right. Um, and so this is a, a tough time for us to be honest, right? And yet that honesty is really powerful. Can I ask you to share what are your 
kind of words of wisdom for women watching this now who are running a business in many different stages and yeah. just trying to figure out where do I go next? So I think my one is believe in yourself. I mean, I know that sounds so trite maybe and we hear it all the time, but like if we don't believe in ourselves and our own ability, then nobody else is. Um, and, you know, we put ourselves out there and we figure out how to make it happen. And you figured out all these other things in your life, you're going to figure this piece out too. Um, so believe in yourself. Don't be afraid to ask for help. I know I've said that, but that is so critical. And this piece is to say, um, to be able to say what your weaknesses are and ask somebody to help you with those. Um, somebody had asked me actually about my support group. And I, one thing that I did not mention is that I also have this amazing therapist that I started seeing when I went through um, my divorce, which was back in 2012. And I don't see her all the time, but I do check-ins with her like every couple of months. And, you know, investing in yourself, even when you don't need something at the moment, you know, like you're not in crisis mode, choosing to invest in yourself and work through some things I think is so critical. Like we tend to give ourselves the attention when we've totally zapped ourselves out. Um, and it's like, oh, wow, I need to take some time. I need to like take care of myself. But learning to do that earlier, I think is really important. One thing that I'm really working on is that I, um, I think I'm a great worker, but learning to relax is a very hard thing for me. And every time that I build those boundaries in, I see the fruits of my efforts so much, like they come out so much faster. Like I get such a better return on my investment. Um, so I'm learning how to do that. Um, remembering that, you know, th this moment will not last. Like, so don't allow yourself to stay grounded in fear, like feel it, but don't allow that to be um, your final moment. Um, you know, I like to go back and think, this might sound funny, but I like to go back and think about the hardest and worst things that I've gone through. And then I see that I'm here. So like those moments did help define me, but they did not define me in the way that I thought they were at the moment that they were happening. You know, like they've actually become my greatest strengths because of that. Um, so those are some of my... I love that. So, and speaking of mindset, because I think that that is where we're all, we all need to start from right now, right? So what is the biggest challenge that you've had to overcome in this period? You know, I, I think for any uh, mompreneur, it's learning to work from home. Um, it's learning not to shut it off. You know, I mean, I used to go into work and my son went to school and I then would come home and I would do family time and, you know, like things like that would happen. And now it's happening all the time. And to the same thing of like feeling like we, we did a good pivot um, and then being like, okay, what's next? instead of like learning to like enjoy the fact that we have a couple things that are working for us, we were doing some things that we're actually enjoying, like with this connection. Um, so learning to take a, learning to take a breath in the, a breath in the middle of all of this, I think is so critical. Um, so in all honesty, you know, like when I say some moments are winning, some moments are not, and we choose to let the winning moments define us. Last week was one of those weeks where I just you know, your target story was my life. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like my battery was always about to die, you know, like on my phone and I'm like, Again, I, have a car, I have a charger right next to my bed, and, you know, like everywhere I go. Um, and that was like a metaphor for like how I felt on the inside. Um, and, you know, so I kind of powered through that week and then I really worked to take some time um, and to disconnect and realize that like, 
there are some things that needed my attention that maybe weren't going to get my attention right now. Because if I didn't give my attention to myself and to my family, I was not, I was going to go into this week feeling just as half charged. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, you know, I think that that is the more we go on this journey to become um, the version of ourselves that we want. It's not that we don't have those moments because we do have those moments. We're all human and we're all trying to figure this out. Um, the difference is that we start to feel those things and those feelings, instead of feeling normal, like instead of, you know, I used to like pride myself on being able to like go on no sleep, you know, like hustle through and put on a smile. I thought that was actually a good thing. Um, and now I've learned that like, I really want to genuinely be smiling, you know, and grateful for the things I have. Um, so when I start to feel that way, it, it is that piece where I'm like, I got to take a deep breath. Um, I got to create some time um, and not to let that like you're not going to get everything done on your to-do list because it's really hard to parent, to work, to take care of yourself, to all of these things um, and get everything done. And so give yourself some grace as much as you possibly can. Um, we're all we're all feeling the same thing. Um, so know that somebody understands where you're coming from and just, I mean, we had this conversation, we had a couple of days of trying to connect. <laughs> I know I was so happy to uh, finally connect with you because we we said oh, we're going to do this and then it took us I don't know seven phone calls back and forth because well, we, in the midst of not being able to go anywhere it seems like we're all busier than we normally are. Yes, well Kelly sent me this text and it was, oh my gosh I'm so sorry this was my day like can we connect a different time and my response was oh my gosh I'm so grateful that you're saying this. <laughs> so I think that the more that we can be honest with each other with where we are like sometimes we're all trying to keep up for the next person. And, you know, like if we can kind of see where we are, we might give everybody a break a little bit in the process. Yeah, I love that. Well, and I love, you know, you talked about giving yourself grace. And I, I, every conversation I have in about virtually anything, that is a, a point that I like to make because I think that we, especially, you said it, as business owners, for every single business owner who's watching, as moms, as spouses, as family members, in this time where we have to also take on people's other people's emotional journeys and be there and be present for them and have our own emotional and practical journeys, right? I think um, really highlighting and touching on that experience of giving yourself grace is so powerful. So I want to make sure that we touch a little bit on just specific online business strategies. Jen, you have done such a phenomenal job of taking something that is such an in-person experience and turn that into an online shift, right? And it doesn't take away from your future opportunity, but it gives you something incredible that's new. Well, and I never would have thought that I had a product to sell. You know what I mean? Like I always was like, I, I want to come up with a product like that. And having a product, you know, when you talk about business and online, it makes so much sense. And so like, just for anybody that's feeling that way, like that they don't have a way and that they don't know, you know, one thing that kind of helps me is give yourself, like when your mind is spinning so much, it's really hard to like come up with something. So like allow, I think there is some beauty in like knowing that you want to do something and allowing something to kind of sit in the back of your mind the good ideas will come up and they will come, you know, like if you can not worry them away, you know, it is so easy to worry away good ideas. Um, So if you can give yourself um, a little bit of space, then you will figure out a way to pivot. I also want to speak to if you see somebody else doing something, you know, I think as, as entrepreneurs and as business owners, we're always afraid of like, I don't want to copy somebody else's idea. Um, but the thing is, there's a couple of things and I've seen a few people, and I don't know for sure if, if 
if my idea is what's inspired them or if I just think that it's my idea that's inspired them. But A, um, copying something or, or taking somebody's idea and working from it is actually one of the best ways of flattery. Two, you're going to figure out your way to put your mark on it. So I'm not saying copy somebody's like in virtual learning, copy somebody's piece and just go do it and take it as your own. But I'm saying you can find ways that other people are doing something and you can find a way to take it to a ne the next level or to engage with your audience. You know, like we all have different audiences that we're connecting with and our form, like the way that we're doing this, we have an audience that like connects with us, that they value similar things that we value. Um, but there are other people who your audience, like your audience may be different from our audience. So. Yes. I mean, I cannot clap for you enough <laughs> on that point because I think that you are so right. And I come across that all the time where people say, well, yeah, but you can go on YouTube and learn this. But on YouTube, it's not somebody that they want to learn from. On YouTube, it's maybe not being taught in the way that people want to learn. On YouTube, it's hard to find and it's annoying and it's frustrating. And there are a lot of different barriers that hold people back from actually being successful. And you as an individual, and you are clearly demonstrating this, you have an audience that will connect with you and whatever you do, and whether that is, you know, teaching how to prepare meals or whether it's teaching, I, I had, a, we did a video a few weeks ago and somebody said they're a hairstylist. And, you know, when you first think of it, things, well, how do you do hairstyling um, when you're not in person? And really there's a million different ways that you can yeah. build a hairstyling business right now from home without seeing other people. Um, if you want to know what they are, watch the video from a few weeks ago where we talk about branding. And, um, and I think that being able to open your mind to these different opportunities is really powerful. Well, and Kelly, I think what you're speaking to there, like that comes to mind is that your audience trusts you. You've built this trust with them. So like, I would not, my hairstylist sent me, if anybody can tell how blonde my hair looks right now, it's because she sent me this product that I can use from home. I would not have trusted putting that product on my hair or trimming my bangs had she not kind of given me this tutorial because did you I, trim your own bangs i did and i gave wow. myself that. i mean i'm i'm not pivoting this next level <laughs> i'm very impressed um but i i trust her you know what i mean like to yeah. do that i know that she is giving me she knows me she knows what i can kind of handle um where somebody on youtube i don't know how they doctor up these videos like yeah. to make sure that product looks good. Yeah, I mean, I think that's such a powerful point, right? So the, the idea of trust. And um, and I, just to say it again, I mean, I'll, I'll do some more stuff about branding, but um, if you're not sure if you're watching this now or you're watching it later and you're like, this sounds great, guys, but I don't have an audience or I don't have the X, Y, or Z, this is the perfect time to build that, right? So this is the perfect time to um, refocus your business energies, but it's also a perfect time to say, People are paying attention, work on your brand right now and be present and, and build that trust. Well, and can I say like, we were we are a catering and event planning company. We have the cafe inside the Cumber Museum, which I love and it is a restaurant, but essentially the cafe is an amenity to museum guests. So we did not have an audience that was looking for us to do meal delivery. You know, that would, had I given myself time to think about that, I probably would not have done what I'm doing. Luckily, I didn't pause long enough to think about that. That's what I've been doing is building this audience at this time. Is and and you know when it comes to building an audience, um, I always am afraid that I'm going to annoy people. You know, like or that they don't 
the great thing about social is they can not follow you if they don't want to, you know, like they, so don't worry about like inundating people too much with your information. Like make sure your point is out there and just go for it. I mean, again, what do you have to lose for somebody judging you when they're scrolling down your, down their, their Facebook feed? Yes, 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 yes. I want to talk to you every day <laughs> for my own personal uh, power buildup. Yes, I mean, I can't, I cannot argue with anything you're saying. I think it's so powerful. Um, okay, so Jen, as we get ready to wrap up, I want to ask you um, about the idea that I talked about in my email yesterday, which is all about grit, right? Mm -hmm. So not just giving yourself grace, which I think is such an important point, but also, you know, kind of pulling to kind of have to do this like physical and emotional, um, I don't know, pulling together of all of your energies to have that grit to continue to move forward when things are hard. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think that kind of goes back. I use the word perseverance, like sticking my heels in, but it's that grit. Um, so one thing that I started doing, um, I used to be very active. And then for a long time, I, I didn't. And about two years ago, I started exercising again um, and really just for mental, my, like my mental health. But when I sometimes go on my runs and I want to give up, it's like I use this as a mental practice to be like, no, I can get through these hard times. And so the same way that you're like physically preparing for something, you're mentally preparing for the fact that you can do it. You have to remind yourself of that. When the going gets hard, you do not run away. You push through it. And um, I mean, I think that that is, you know, when we kind of talk about grit, somebody in the chat um, had mentioned we're doing these we're doing these virtual cooking classes and we've we've had the opportunity to team up with a national organization called Women on Course and um, where we, the audience is all over the country and doing some virtual learning. And we've learned some things like, in all honesty, all of our classes have gone really well. The first one that we did for this, like my most exciting class, I didn't feel like was our best class um, because we're learning shipping and we're learning like, should we actually be shipping or should we be sending a list ahead of time? Like there's so many pieces that we're learning. And that's where you don't take the things that aren't working and say, see, I told you this didn't work. You instead say, okay, what didn't work about this and how do I change it so that it can work next time? Um, and those, when we're tired, like right now, when we're going through these things and life feels like it's not working, you know I mean? Life is not working in the way that we are used to it working right now. Like, I don't care how well any of us are making it or managing it. It is hard. Um, that it's so easy when something doesn't work to kind of be like, oh, see, I told you, like, this isn't what I should be doing. Um, and so don't let those feelings win. You know, if you can kind of catch yourself in those thoughts um, and then figure out how you reposition that thought in a way that motivates you to do something else, um, you know, like just, I think grit comes into perspective so much. If you can change the way that you see something so that it doesn't make you want to give up, um, that's where you kind of hold on and you say, how do I make this work? Yeah. I mean, I just, I so agree with you. And I think when we talk about grit, I think there's also a power in setting a goal, right? Even if that goal is completely different, it is maybe you're pulling back on your financial goal and your goal now is about your mental health, right? So, and you talked about this earlier, it might not be that we all hit our giant revenue targets for the year, but we are able to move forward, 
we are mentally well and we're able to go into the next phase in an even stronger place. Well, and that's what I said to our team. I mean, like knowing that we have, this was our strongest um, spring that we had to date. You know, we were super excited about the spring. All of these things we're doing are awesome, but they, there's, it is nearly impossible for the things we're doing right now to financially compete with what we had for spring. However, what, what the way that I see this, what we're doing is I'm, I'm changing what I want to get out of this season. So yes, some of it is, there are some financial um, goals that we're going after or things that we're trying to reach, but really like that's where it comes back to me, building that community, building that online presence, building relevancy with people so that like, from a catering standpoint, oftentimes people come to us for their wedding or their anniversary or just these like one big special events. Like I'm catering Easter now every year. It was our best Easter we've ever had. You know what I mean? Like we never really, we cater a couple clients Easter's. Now we have this whole delivery program. Like those are things that come out that make sense. My husband and I make this, well, my husband makes this wonderful gelato. Um, I've always dreamed about having gelato as a product. Well, it's not in grocery stores right now, but it is being delivered to people's homes and it's in their fridges and freezers, which is the ultimate end, pro end goal of what we want for having it in a grocery store. So there are ways to go after some goals right now um, to make some things happen and to lay the groundwork for what happens. And I think for anybody that's not sure how their business can change right now, what you said is so true. We can work on our mental health and our mindset. And if we can use this time to come out of this stronger emotionally and mentally and not weaker, then I promise you the next season will be stronger in every measurable way because of that. Yeah. I mean, so many golden nuggets, I think, in this conversation around not just growing your business, but also just taking care of yourself in this time and being aware that you know, in order to be successful professionally, you have to make sure that you are being strategic and being strategic, not just in writing down your professional goals or your revenue goals, which are very important, so I'm not dismissing that, but also in this time, especially taking care of where you are emotionally, taking care of your family's journey, whatever that might mean to you. And then I love, I just love, so you have, and you've done it in so many different ways. You just talked about gelato, catering, uh, serving people at Easter, all of these different opportunities that might, um, four or five months ago have felt like, oh, we don't have time for that, or that's a really big future dream situation. And instead of saying, okay, well, we can't do something, you right. said, okay, we're going to take this opportunity to set ourselves up for the future. And I think that, you know, talking about silver linings, that is an incredible silver lining that allows you whenever this finishes, which I think will be soon, you will come out of it with your other business still there and your future opportunities just even greater. Yeah. No, but I have one last thing. So just when it comes to putting things out there and wanting things to happen. So I went to Kelly's conference. Um, was it January? February? In January, yes. Thank goodness. we did. I, I thought about doing it in the spring. And I was actually able to be a panelist. But the only way that I was a panelist for Kelly is I did an event with her. We catered it. And then um, we did strike up a nice rapport. And I texted Kelly and I said, is there any way for me to be involved in anything? And so Kelly gave me a sweet spot on a panel. Um, but then it's always been a dream of mine. Like this is another piece is to be able to share my story to inspire other business owners, mompreneurs to do these things. So really like last week when you reached out and said, I'd love to interview for you for this silver linings. This is again, like 
a goal, a dream that I've had that is coming through. And, you know, I just encourage everybody to trust that things are going to work out to ask, had I not asked you, had I not put myself out there, we never would have had this connection, which would have led to this. Um, and that was when I emailed you that day saying, is there anything, you know, I was like, you always need to be asked for something, not to ask for it. And that was a shift for me, kind of like, I just want to share with people that I'm using some of the same things that I'm saying and I'm seeing how it works. And I hope that you'll do the same thing. Um, reach out to community, ask how they can support you um, and just believe in yourself and that you're going to make it through this time. Yeah, I mean, and thank you for sharing that story because I think that, you know, that's such a perfect example of when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, I would love to have her on a panel, right? But I might not have thought to have called you and asked you. Right. And I think that so many of us are waiting yeah. for to see that we have this potential or to see that we can create something. And the truth is like on, and I just mean this so strongly, even the people that love you the most have no idea what your potential is, right. are extremely unlikely to stop you on the street and pull you out like it's a modeling opportunity and you're 14 years old. It's not going to happen. You have to ask have to make that opportunity opportunities yeah yeah absolutely and people don't know what we want you know what I mean like who would even know that you wouldn't even know that I would want to do that that it meant something to me so like that's where like if we can put that out there to people then people know where they are um, or what what it is we're wanting once you put it out there there's the likelihood of it happening is so much greater when it's just in our own heart and in our own mind you know like you're the only one responsible for manifesting that. And it is this whole community that helps make things happen. Yeah, I just, I love that. And it's such a perfect place to finish. Um, so last words of wisdom from you, Jennifer Ernest. And I, and before we go, can you tell everybody, and I'll make sure that we put it in our comments for anybody that comes later, where they can go if they live in North Florida and maybe beyond, yes. and where they can go to get involved in all of these incredible things, to buy your gelato, to to get more from you. Absolutely. So if you um, are interested in either our meal delivery or our virtual cooking classes, which you can live anywhere to engage in our virtual cooking classes, you can find us on Instagram at Chef's Garden Events. You can find us on Facebook at Chef's Garden Catering. Um, and I would also love for people to follow me. Um, and I'm on Instagram at Jen underscore Ernest, J-E-N underscore Ernest. Yay. All right. So as we wrap up, can I ask you just the final word? What are your final words of wisdom on silver linings at this time? Um, I really think that you've got to look for your silver linings. You know, I mean, like, I think it comes back to perspective. You find your silver linings. And once you start, once your mind starts looking for silver linings, more of them appear, you know, so that is, I was doing this post on gelato and that's where I realized, oh my gosh, I've always wanted this gelato to happen. So it is happening. So once we start shifting our perspective, we start searching for what our silver linings are instead of what isn't the silver lining of the situation, more of them will start appearing for us. So it's such a beautiful way to finish. And I want to say, um, please go and connect with Jen in all the different ways she just shared. And I'll make sure we share them again so you can just click on them. But then also stay tuned because she and I are planning some fun stuff that you will have the opportunity to be a part of in our community as well. And I'm just so glad to have had you here, Jen. Thank you so much for joining Thank me. Thanks everybody. It was great to virtually um, connect with y'all.